my goddess. It is you. I cannot believe it. It is I, the goddess queen, Jamila Asata Aset. And we are back. (sighs) Karibu. Welcome. We are back for season three of Rise of the Divine Feminine Podcast. I am your host, the one, the only goddess queen, Jamila Asata Aset. And you are in for a very, very, very magical season three. So strap up your seatbelt, grab your water, and get ready for this ride. Let's go. You are now listening to Rise of the Divine Feminine Podcast, brought to you by FreeTheFeminine.com. We are here today with my sister. She is a celebrity chef. She is a award-winning meal preparer, okay? She has cooked all over the country. She is just an amazing ball of sunshine, ball of light and inspiration to us all. She's been in the game a long time. And today she's going to be talking to us about intuitive eating and so many other things. Welcome, 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 Chef Amira. Peace and love. What an awesome welcome. Yes, it's that time. It's that time. It's that time. So we are here today um, to really do some, some deep diving into this concept of intuitive eating. There are so many, um, I want to say spiritual women, I was going to say goddesses, but I want to say spiritual women who are really embarking on journeys related to health, related to detoxing, related to nourishment and feeding their bodies with the proper minerals. Um, Let's start by just talking a little bit about uh, you and your journey, you know, tell the people who you are and then tell a little bit about, you know, what you'll be doing or whatever. Okay, a little bit about who I am. Well, I am Chef Amira, the food alchemist, born and raised in California, like three generations here. So I literally am a unicorn in California or Los Angeles, I should say. And my journey with food started, I'm sure it probably started in many, many galaxies and lifetimes ago, but for this lifetime, my journey with food really started when I was eight years old. That's when I started cooking. So I had been cooking and exploring and building an intimate relationship with food since I was eight years old. I absolutely love food. And, um, Yeah, and actually, so, you know, you would have thought that I would have went into food, but no, I didn't want to do that. I actually went into film. So, you know, I actually graduated with my, I have a bachelor's in cinema and television production and with an emphasis in photography or art photography. And I um, went into, I was working at Paramount. I was in that industry and I loved it, but I wasn't passionate about it. But I was passionate about was giving feedback to craft services on what they should do. And they were like, who are you? And so fast forward, I get fired. And then I was like, you know what I'm going to do? I am going to start, I'm just going to be a private chef and a caterer. And I'm going to work with celebrities and I'm going to work with athletes. I'm going to work with executives. I was very clear, very, very clear on what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. You know, me being a projector, I was very clear. 
And that's exactly what I did. Fast forward, boom, you know, Food Network champion. Um, I work with a lot of different celebrities, including, um, I mean, even currently Diddy, Common, Kelly Rowland, Rihanna, Blake Griffin, DeAndre Jordan. Um, and I'm sure there's a lot. Quite honestly, I forget who I'm cooking for um, because it's really not about that. Although I said, I just knew that was the clientele for me. Why? Because I understood the lifestyle I was going to live and I understand the level of service that I provide. So naturally, that's what I would do. And I grew up in the entertainment industry. So, um, and so now, fast forward, I've gone through my healing journey. My healing journey actually started back in 2011. So we can take all that to, you know, I had a client that was working with the Clippers and, you know, everything was great, but things were, I was, you know, I, I could tell some things were brewing beneath the surface. And um, I actually was called to go vegan raw, although I swore against it. And it changed my life, like six days in. I had lost seven pounds. My energy levels were through the roof. Like I had clarity. I had this pain in my hip. It was gone. I was like, wow, the power of juices and raw food. Like, you know, I was able to see, um, I was able to see how earth's medicine works, literally just mm -hmm. like that. And so um, my father- so are, you, are you, just um, real quickly, so for someone who's listening, are you a vegan chef? or um... I, I can say I'm plant-based but I'm not vegan I used to be vegan um I was gonna I'm, we're gonna get into that really like well you say 2011 I was introduced to it 2012 or so I did go vegan I was called like it was just in my spirit and my DNA was like it's time to activate it's time to go vegan which really just allowed my cells to regenerate themselves that was what I needed at that time and I was vegan raw and I became very unbalanced because I need more earth in my life and earth in the form of food. And so, um, so yeah, then I, I went off from being vegan um, and I have been plant-based since. Like I, now when I say plant-based, a lot of people say vegan means no animal products at all. So all my vegan girls out there with your Louis bags, you can pass them on to us because those are, that's leather. So if you're gonna be vegan <laughs> from the bag, from the Ruta to the Tuta, like shoot everything, like you are completely, that is, it really is a lifestyle. It's not just about the food. Mm -hmm. Now, if you want to get into being plant-based, which means that you only eat plant, like, and there's, for me, there's, it, it's, it can be, it can be flexible. Um, mm -hmm. Someone who only eats plants or, you know, plant-based things, or like for me, I say I'm plant-based because that is the majority of what I eat. I eat meat. But if we look at, if we were just look at all of my plates during the week, I don't even eat meat every day. You know, and right now I actually am back vegan just because that's what my body is calling for. It needs to have some inflammation and I need to bring some things back into balance. So I'm just going to be plant-based and whole food plant-based. I don't do a lot of the processed um, food items and not that they're bad. And the ones that I do choose, they have only a few ingredients, but I'm listening to what my body needs. And I've already gone through a process of going vegan raw so that I really can be in tune, like intuitively in tune with my, what my body needs. There's many different programs and guess what? They all work. And if we under, if you understand science, um, even studies, there's a study for everything. So we can validate anything, anything that you want to say, there's a study for it. So there, it, there, I guess there's truth in what everybody says, but how does it work for you? And that's really what everyone needs to get to. How do these systems work best for you? And you should do the one that works best for you. Not because I'm doing it, not because anybody else is doing it, but because that is what your body is calling for. And, but uh, there is a process that to get in tune with your body, you should be cleansing, doing, you know, the spiritual practices, whether it's meditation, breathing, so that you can just know what's best for you. Like the only person who knows what's best for you really is you. 
there are those of us who are healers who can help guide you into what is best for you. But at the end of the day, like only we know what is best for us. That's so juicy. I stopped. I stopped podcasting. Oh. I started taking notes. So, um, oh, yeah. yeah, I'm over here like, yeah, okay. Okay. That's what a healer is. Give thanks. Give thanks. Yeah. So <laughs> you said a lot of really great things and, um, I can appreciate you narrating us through that, through your journey, but I want to go back and actually really, uh, fully get an understanding of what going through that looked like. You mentioned that it was time for you to, to, um, become raw vegan it was time like that's what your body called for what does that what does that look like when your body's actually calling for something how do i how do how would i know how would how would our our um spiritual click know when the body is actually calling for something food wise well yeah it's a feeling and it's a knowing now is it can you explain the feeling versus a craving you know like let's craving is like oh my goodness I really love gummy bears and I am craving gummy bears. And generally that craving, when you have cravings, those are parasites. So let's just actually, that's a whole nother conversation. <laughs> that's a whole nother conversation. Like cravings are parasites and definitely wow. craving certain things too. That generally means that you're nutrient, like you are deficient in some areas. So you're craving that probably the parasites are like, yo, honey, it's time to pay rent. I'm going to eat. So I think a lot of times we're not, the body is not craving, I want those chips or whatever. No, no, no. The parasites are, I want those chips. No way. That you just blew someone's mind right now. She was like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> now parasites are like that's the and parasites, IBS, a lot of these different um, you know, uncurable illnesses that we don't know are because of parasites. You know? you know, and we know there's really no money in the cure, so it's <laughs> There's cures for everything that are all around. So, um, but yeah, so that, and then, so this calling is just a knowing, a feeling. It's kind of like for those of us who have, you know, you have your boo and you like, yo, I just feel like he's cheap. It's just, you just know that it's just, it comes. Like it's, it's a calling for you. Like, okay, just like when you know you're not supposed to eat something, like I know I'm not supposed to eat that, but my willpower isn't strong enough to keep me from eating it. You know, it's, it's a note, like it is, you know it, you feel it. Your body's going to let you know, like, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And that's, I just got the call. Like I had, was totally against vegan raw. I just was like vegan raw. Like I remember I used to work with this high-end catering company called Trey LA. And we used to do a lot of high profile events. And we had did this one film with Woody Harrelson and, you know, he's been vegan raw, like all that his whole life. And so he had his food delivered to the set or, you know, the event site. And when I looked at it, I was like, yo, this looks like yogurt. Like who is eating this stuff? This looks disgusting. I had no idea back then. And so when, that's why when I was getting called to do like, I was say I was, and here's an example too. I'm on YouTube and all of a sudden these person talking about raw, you know, you should be doing raw and alkaline. I'm like, what the hell is this? Like, where did this even come from? Like, yes, <laughs> like, we need you to get on board right now because something you're about to go through some things. So we are trying to prepare you for what you're about to go through. We need you to listen. We need you to not be hard-headed in this moment. Mm. We need you to not be hard-headed in this moment because there are some things you're about to go through and this is going to help you prepare. You need to get in tune with your body. You need the, that those things you're feeling, they can be easily cured, you know? And so I listen. 
And when I listened, I was blown away. I mean, I remember a friend of mine had came by and he was like, yo, what you drinking, Red Bull? I was like, nah, juice. It's juice right here. I don't need no Red Bull. Um, even understanding my energy type, me drinking Red Bull is so, it's been so detrimental to my system. A disrespect. <laughs> so <laughs> detrimental. Oh my God. I don't even need Red I raked up like this. And people know, like, mm-hmm. how, That's how, how are you doing? Hello. I'm <laughs> sorry. Greetings. <laughs> Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so it is a calling, you know, we all have, we, li- we just choose, you know, or just, we're kind of numb or whatever, but we get that call to do like, whether it's, you need to eat less of this, you mm-hmm. know, you, not, you might not listen, but you know, you feel it. That's the, that's it. That's the one right there. Now, hey, magical woman. It's a commercial. And I have a question for you. Are you ready to take your spiritual elevation to the next level? Ready to put the work in on your life? Or are you focused right now on generational healing? One of the things that has helped me advance in the realm of divine femininity is community support. No matter how many podcasts you listen to or how many books you read, community support is still the number one way to advance your goals and deepen your studies and spiritual work as a magical woman. If you're ready to go further faster on your spiritual journey, join Chambers of a Goddess. Chambers of a Goddess is our members-only platform, and it's open to all magical women. It's our primary meeting grounds for the signature courses like the Compassion Course or the Glow Up. Right now, when you join Chambers of a Goddess, you'll also get a chance to go further with the Soft Life Incubator, which prepares you to walk your life as the Divine Feminine. Chambers of a Goddess is only open two times a year, and it's a really great way to connect with like-minded, like-vibed women who are also on this journey. It's also an excellent way to get the tools and resources you'll need for classes, workshops, and books to advance as a magical woman. Chambers of a Goddess has so much to offer you. Join today at freethefeminine.com. We can't wait to meet you. Now, when you, when you say you get the calling, right? And when you got that calling, did that calling, um, did it, I hate to, I hate to ask it that way. What instructions did it come with? But how did you know which, which, which lineup to choose? Cause I wanted to talk to you a little bit about, um, you know, all these different things. There's so many different things. You mentioned alkaline, you know, then there's, of of course, raw vegan. Then there's just plant-based, you know, where most of the things that you eat are, uh, well, all the things that you eat are based in in, in plant technology. So when looking at all these different options, you know, and, and having a call, but being so, let's say, clouded through all of the things that um, the body has not experienced in all these years being so clouded. If someone is clouded and unable to really, um, un- unable to really answer the instructions because of their intuition and because of the meat and because of the white flour or whatever they have been feeding their body with, then how how would they know which 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 direction to go in? You know, is is there a starting point? You should ask. Like every that's going to be different for everyone, or maybe. If you've been seeing some different videos and you're drawn to someone, then let that person be your teacher 
and go through, you know, go through whatever, like whether you're being, I've been seeing a lot on alkaline or whatever it is that you've been drawn to. And then asking your guides, like, I need some assistance in this area. I know I'm getting called. I'm not clear. You have to just ask and you'll get the answers, like the universe answers, Mm -hmm. like, like they're like, they will answer you. And you might have to pay attention. It might come in a song you're listening to. It might come in a conversation you're having with somebody. It might come across a post, but you know, you have to use your discernment to, you know, they're not, especially that's also how they test you. Like, okay, great. We need you to, we need to sharpen these skills up, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, so you just have to ask, but um, whatever, like for me, like I knew that I was called to do the vegan raw. I was coming across these particular videos and I was like, oh, this is gonna, this is what I'm going to do. I was, it was very clear. I was like, this is it right here. And I was even going to different, um, what do you call those? like different conferences or, you know, like women's meetups or whatever they were back in the days. And I was very diligent. I would take my, you know, I was, all my stuff was prepared out, my juices, everything. And people were like, oh my gosh, where'd you get that from? I was like, oh, I made it. Like I'm on a cleanse. I'm, you know, and um, even recently when I was in Atlanta, I was taking my fruit because I was like, I'm going to, I was already starting to cleanse my body out. And people were like, oh, where'd you get that from? I was like, oh, I made that. Like I was very, like I made sure like that, there, there are no excuses at the end of the day. Right. There, right. There are no excuses. And right. I was traveling. Now, granted, I did have my, I'm staying in my god sister's house who has a kitchen and stuff, but there, there if you want to, you just have to prepare ahead, but there really mm-hmm. are no excuses if you really right. want to. Yeah. Right. And I, I definitely agree with that. You know, having traveled the world for the past two years and, and consistently being on the go, it's, it's really been um, a challenge for me to, um, to to accept when people say that I can't I can't do this or I can't do that when it comes to eating because I changed my life in um in in the process of eating differently in the process of adhering and understanding and um and really getting a close relationship with my body then I learned how to to nurture it properly and um having said that you know I, I will acknowledge, and I, I acknowledged this before, um, it can be really hard to intuitively eat when your mind has been programmed with so many dietary fads, um, when there's so much content out there, when there's so much, uh, so many classes, so many workshops, so many teachers, so many guides, so many healers. Uh, for someone who is starting out at the starting line, I know you were saying that the first step would really be to to, to ask yourself, okay, well, which what what's right for me? Um, but but how do we set the rest of the guidelines? Like for example, you know, how do we choose the right teacher? How how would someone pick the right? I mean, what feels good in your gut? Like that go, what feels good in your gut? What feels good like in a heart-centered place? Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, this is, and this is simple. Like, you know, like you really just, what feel, we know what, what feels right and what doesn't feel right. Mm-hmm. Like allowing our intuition guide, like this is the person, like I love their stuff. I'm, you know, okay, let me see what products they have that I can start investing in myself, you know? Yeah. And so that's probably part of that mental thing is investing in yourself. Because a lot of times people think things should be for free. And absolutely not. Like the worst things that are the worst for your health are not free. So best believe something that's going to uplift your spirit and help you evolve is not going to be free. It's right. more of an investment. Because right. And do, do you think the investment is necessary or do you think that it's better to, you know, just take everything from scratch and just, you know. I think, oh, go ahead. I think that um, 
I think no investment is necessary, but I think that you can you can do like YouTube University at first. Like although they've taken a lot of the good the best content off, right. but start there. And then just go start start from there, you know. And then okay, great. So here is who um, <clears throat> this person I am resonating with, I'm vibing with. Okay, great. I'm going to invest in their entry level product, their thirty seven dollar meal plan, or their whatever right. that is. Okay, let me actually do this. Let me actually do it. Now the action has to go into it. A lot of times people think they buy stuff and they think about it, they do it one day like oh it doesn't really work. No, you're not working. <laughs> that's the, mm-hmm. the that's it mm, okay. that's, so that's like that's something we've got and there are things there's a quickening things happen fast but this whole microwave society thinking um no it, that that is not the case here and even I, that's something i have to remind myself because i'm used to manifesting things fast and things happening fast so there's certain things that work slower and i'm like damn this taking a long right time. right but i have to be okay with that you know i'm still learning i i am i'm not perfect i tell people when i'm perfect I will be about to hear my mark about off in another dimension, but I'm still here. So I still got work to do. Mm-hmm. Facts. So I don't know if you saw this, um, this YouTube video, but there's a young lady who was um, or is doing coaching work around holistic health and healing and food. Um, and she had this brand that was like, it had earth in it. It was like earth and something else. I think it's like Earth Mama or something like that. And um, when I was in Mexico, I saw a video that she did on YouTube and posted. And it was really about her renouncing her vegan lifestyle. She um, she had been a vegan for I don't know how many years and was coming on YouTube to say that she's no longer going to be a vegan. And of course, that took a lot of courage because when your whole brand is based on earth and plant-based everything, then to come on and say, okay, I'm, I'm going to eat some meat, y'all. I'm going to eat eggs. I'm going to eat chicken. Like, And then, you know, take it a step further. She was advocating for, for others who may have become vegan to not become vegan anymore. Um, it was It was really... It was really interesting. Um, it's always interesting to hear someone who teaches a particular subject more or less renounce some of their teachings or, you know, any of their teachings. And so it was interesting because I wondered about the dynamic of meat and is the problem with the meat? Um, should we be afraid to eat meat or to consume meat? Is meat inherently doing some damage? In, into our bodies or like what's the deal i know you mentioned I mean, it. To the ancestors i mean they and i know the ancestors ate it now how it's now the 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 system in which the meat is produced now that's a problem mm. having getting meat from a factory where these cows know they're going to be slaughtered these chickens are not taken care for now that's a problem now um i mean who even created veganism we can get into this. It has nothing to do. Like, who even created veganism? That's not even living biodynamically. Like, our ancestors did not do that. I understand where we're going, and I do believe, and I do feel that we should be eating less meat, and we should be watching where we source our food from versus this lifestyle we're living. Where are you sourcing your food? Where are you sourcing everything that you're getting? Because that's what we need to get to. Because that's going to shift everything. Because mm-hmm. I know that I buy from farmers, and I can tell you their stuff is way different. And I can guarantee you somebody who was doing like 
there's there's people there's vegans who die early you know so really it's like emotionally, is it really supporting your soul's growth your soul's evolution that's what I, is it supporting your soul's evolution mm-hmm. like show me that give me that science you can't show me that science you can definitely uh-huh. it's the body but is it going to support your soul's evolution you can't give me that because there are some people who eat meat they're fine you know but they like it's even what's the energy behind what they're there's so many we're not, not looking at the energetics and people have their reasons why take the body to break down I know all that, but I know people who die early from being vegan and vegetarian. So let's explain that one. Let's do a study on that. Let's start there. I think people should do what's best for them, but I think we should look at where stuff is sourced from. Like, you know, Farmer John versus like an actual farmer named John that I know that's coming to the farmer's market. Those are two, that's two different energies. That's two different, and it's supporting two different systems. Right. That's what we need to get back to. And I can guarantee you a lot of the things are going to disappear. Um, the thing we have a lot of these diseases and stuff because everything is processed now you know and so it's not that people are dying because of the meat they're they're processed and then then they're not processing their emotions and then they're eating to cover up the emotions so you know there's so many ways we can impact that and at the end of the day people should do what is best for them but everybody should be eating plant-based which meaning the majority of what you eat should be fruits and vegetables to Everybody needs to be cleansing. Like you're not going to drive your car and not go get an oil change, you know? That's right. Yeah. So we've got to just change like the way the system that we've been sold, that we've been taught is not a system of longevity in life. So we have to adapt to a different system if we want to um, thrive and survive and evolve in this dimension right now. How important would you say that, that eating is to that thrival, to that survival, to, to that evolution? How, wait, repeat that one more time for me. How important would you say that eating is to that that thriving, that survival, that evolution? Oh, well, yeah. Well, I mean, that's our second brain. I mean, our first brain really is the gut. So what we are eating, really, that's, I mean, that's like the information we're taking in. Mm-hmm. And so if you're eating low vibratory foods consistently, then you are going to be low vibratory thoughts. I, I know this for a fact. You know, we know this. But literally, um, someone who <clears throat> I knew, like when I found out what they were eating, I was like, yo, this explains everything. I see how your Instagram posts are like this. I see, like, I was really <laughs> by what they ate. I was like, you ate it. I was so turned off. Like, oh my gosh, like that is so low vibrational. Like, damn, why do you have to do it? Why do you have to eat that? I can't even mess with you like that no more. Wow. Like, I, your thought, like it, just certain things, like it wouldn't, like even when we have certain conversations, they weren't getting it. And I under, like, I wouldn't expect them to get it because what you're putting into your first brain is so, is dead. Like, so I wouldn't expect mm-hmm. you to get this language of the living over here. <laughs> wow. Wow. That's bars. Um, and there's so much, there's so much gold in what you're saying, because even for the person who's listening right now, who hasn't been um, eating maybe in accordance with their, their highest, healthiest self, there's still a lot of of questions and confusions that you've cleared up with talking about how to start. And it sounds like a lot of the starting point is really looking at um, looking at yourself and really asking yourself and really asking all the spiritual elements that you walk with. What is the next best step for me? What is what is the right step for me when it comes to my body, when it comes to my health? Um, when it comes to my eating, uh, this particular podcast is, is so near and dear to my heart because I've never, 
I've never really been aware of the concept of intuitive eating. Like, of course, I'm sure I was always aware, but I've never been directly aware of the concepts of intuitive eating. And part of that is because I just wasn't that aware with the, the effects that eating had on us spiritually and mentally. I wasn't aware of that. And so after ascension from the sacred woman program, that's when, when, when everything was really changed and solidified in my life. And I, I've been looking at food differently. I look at, at everything that I consume differently. And so one of the things that I'm curious about is the cycles and seasons of, of revamping our, our, our food intake, you know, for someone who is like, okay, well, I want to wait until, um, you know, uh, I'm going to Miami to, to go on this, this, this particular eating plan or to try this or to do it that way. Well, vacations are great, but I'm sure that there are direct cycles or seasons when it comes to the earth in terms of how to adjust, how to, when, when to start detoxing, when not to be detoxing. Can you talk a little bit about alignment when it comes to um, revamping? Well, um, I love how you asked that because even for my cleanse that I created, Elevate Your Vibration, which is based off of, is a chakra cleanse. So we really are journeying through the chakras, your energetic body, which is great. I mean, your, your energy centers so that we really begin to get to like why you're eating certain things or understanding how the food affects your body. So when I do my cleanses, I always do my cleanses on a full or a new moon. I always work with the moon cycles. <clears throat> Excuse me. And it's important to work with the moon cycles. Why? Because if we go to a farmer's almanac and we're not going to talk about all this GMO stuff and all this new cropping, but we're going to stick to like how, how it was designed, how between earth and how everything was down to how the farmer's almanac was created. It, anything that is grown is grown off of a moon cycle. So they can say this is the strawberry quarter moon and this is when you plant the such and such. That is how farming happens. And so even when we take those principles and we apply them to what we're eating, we're eating what we should be eating for that season and also within the area and the region we're in. And then two, also what it, <coughs> excuse me, also what if we take those principles and we apply them even to like the wealth that we're bringing into, like there's certain seasons where we should be doing certain things mm. and understand moon cycles. Like, okay, great. So this moon, this is what I should be doing to cultivate this aspect of what it is that I want to bring into my life. Like mm. that is, that is what our ancestors did. That is even what, just that's what wealthy people do. I, that, let's just start there. That's what wealthy people do now. You can mm. look at the market and you can see how it's affected by the full and the new moon cycles. Wow. Yes. Moon is, that's the emotion, that's the mood, you know, so even energy in motion. So to get emotions or you to flow it, like we should, like, we have to understand the energy and to get an emotion and understanding certain cycles are going to let you know exactly which motion that should be going or what things can put things into motion. So um, those moon cycles are very, very key. And especially when it comes into, um, and we're not going to get deeply into it, but parasite cleanses uh, would definitely be a, a new and a more of a full moon, but even a new or a full moon. I'm actually going to be doing one up on this new moon that's coming up because they are more active. Like that's why you can look at the ER is more crowded. Like you can talk to doctors, like people, they call lunatics, which means the, they're by the lunar energy is making them crazy. Wow. That is by parasites. Like parasites, literally uh, Carl Jung did a very good study. That's when I was like, my mouth hit the floor. Like, oh my gosh, I could tell everybody around me who was riddled in parasites, including myself. I mean, 
I just happen to be aware of it. And I'm like, okay, great. So now I've got some work to do to, um, I need to do this parasite cleanse to get rid of these things. And after a lot of things that I crave, I grew up in a house. My mom used to be the coupon queen. We used to go to, you know, like used to go to the store, get 10 bags of groceries for like $50. Um, ho ho, like anything that was new, fruit gushers, when fruit gushers first came out, the commercials hit, I already was tasting them. I always tasting what fruit gushers was because we had them. And so I, but also we like, I came from also my mom, we had cooked meals. We ate out a lot, but my mom was a avid cooker. My dad, he was an avid cooker as well. So we, I came from eating, you know, home cooked meals, but I like those snacks. Those are probably part of my comfort. But after that parasite cleanse, honey, I didn't want shit. I didn't want none of that stuff. I was shocked. <laughs> Chips here, like I didn't want them, you right. know. And so, yeah, so a lot of, yeah, those are the pairs, you know, those, as I said, a lot of the cravings that we have, or they're not you. I'll be telling people, it's not boo. It's not you, boo. It's them. Mm. Now, 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 does that, this is, this is a question I'm asking, you know, for me, I'm not asking for a friend. Now, does that include meat? Like, let's say you have been plant-based, you know, vegetarian or vegan or whatever. You could be a breathitarian and you still have parasites, honey. Really? Really? They're just in the air, like even small ones, just in the air that you're breathing, talking to. You could be talking to somebody, and literally that little can come over to you. It's yes, parasites are everywhere. So are they good or are they bad? Like, are 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 you? Are, is there a distinction? No, parasites are bad. They need the host to live off of. They suck the nutrients out of your body. There are no good parasites. Okay, so it's not like good bacteria and bad bacteria. Yeah, it like, you know, like dogs, get, you know, dogs that you get them, cat, you know, like that's why you usually people go take the dogs, get their shots and stuff because they're getting all kind of worms. And mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. so I mean, animals get picked, you know, and we. So how, how often should one be uh, cleaning out these parasites? <sighs> parasite cleanse, the number is four times a year. I don't even do four times a year. Wow. Um, but um, I would say at least twice a year, like think like, okay, in the fall and the summer or the, the winter and the fall, everybody should be cleansing, period. Okay. <laughs> okay. That's good to know. That's definitely good to know. And I mean that, you know, we're, we're likely going to do a class about seasons and calendars and cycles in my private membership, Chambers of a Goddess because of the fact that there's so much disconnect with us as spiritual women and the cycles and seasons. Hey, magical woman, it's a commercial. And I have a question for you. Are you ready to take your spiritual elevation to the next level? Ready to put the work in on your life? Or are you focused right now on generational healing? One of the things that has helped me advance in the realm of divine femininity is community support. No matter how many podcasts you listen to or how many books you read, community support is still the number one way to advance your goals and deepen your studies and spiritual work as a magical woman. If you're ready to go further faster on your spiritual journey, join Chambers of a Goddess. Chambers of a Goddess is our members only platform and it's open to all magical women. It's our primary meeting grounds for the signature courses like the Compassion Course or the Glow Up. Right now, when you join Chambers of a Goddess, you'll also get a chance to go further with the Soft Life Incubator, which prepares you 
to walk your life as the divine feminine. Chambers of a Goddess is only open two times a year, and it's a really great way to connect with like-minded, like-vibed women who are also on this journey. It's also an excellent way to get the tools and resources you'll need for classes, workshops, and books to advance as a magical woman. Chambers of a Goddess has so much to offer you. Join today at freethefeminine.com. We can't wait to meet you. Living in the matrix, living in the Western world has really impacted our natural, you know, connection with the lunar cycle, our natural connection with the seasons, our natural connection with earth, our natural connection with pollen. We're not even connected with our period most of the time. So, you know, it's, it's, we're in the time frame now where it's time to, to, to learn, um, the calendar, uh, you know, being in Mexico, for a few months, I, w- I got an opportunity to hear from many different people who lauded the Mayan calendar. And I was a big fan of the Mayans before, even more of a fan now of the Mayans. And so there's so much that we don't know about uh, calendars and and food and eating and when is the time to release and when is the time to, to take in. But I'm curious about uh, what you know about harvesting or like crops itself you mentioned earlier that it's not inherently in the meat the vibration is in the the way that the animals have been treated and so when it comes to crops and you know plants literally um is it the same criteria are we supposed to be making sure we source that the same way we would source chicken if we're going to eat chicken and then what would you say this is just a an add-on but what would you say about um planting your own or you know taking that into your own hands are you an advocate for that well I mean how you do everything how you do one thing one way is how you do it all so um yes how you choose your vegetables because most vegetables are not picked daily um they are picked like weeks in advance and they're sitting in a warehouse that has a certain kind of gas that helps them ripen versus a farm, farmer's market, it is picked that early. I talked to a farmer and I asked him, what time does he drive down to the farmer's market daily? Because I'm looking to see like they all come from like up north. He said at 2.30 a.m. Wow. Like, I can imagine like that you're driving four hours, whatever. maybe it's on Saturdays and Wednesdays. I'm not sure if he does any other ones as well, but like they, that stuff is picked that day and they drive down. Wow. That's the difference. So does it, is it going to make a difference in the food that you eat? Of course, it's going to make a difference. Wow. Just going to make a difference versus we have this farm over here that has these cattle that are from the USDA, whatever, versus we have the Johnson farm and actually this been in their family for years and, you know, or it's a halal place. Like it makes a difference, you mm-hmm. know, if you prefer not to eat meat, that's one thing, but like, let's address that it does make a difference. Right. Or right. Whatever. The, the I mean, your, the fruits and vegetables have been sitting in a warehouse and they've been grown intentionally just for profit and done in the cheapest way. Like, what did, what, how is that? Like, we look at that energetically to this cow or this chicken over here that has been raised humanely. Like, for me, energetically, I'm looking at there's going to be more energy in that chicken versus this, these vegetables over here. Right, right. Like looking at the energy that goes into it from the and like and I I get the whole like yes it it 
the body processing less meat, like me down to my dosha chart, I should not be eating a lot of meat. I should mostly be vegetarian. So that's why I'm plant-based. Like I still have it because I want it. And there's sometimes when I need it, then there's sometimes where now as I'm vegan, my body is like, we actually need to cleanse. And I know what's best for me. Right. Regardless of what someone's thinking. Like you do what's best for you, then sis. You know, I'm going to do what's best for me at this point. Like I have consulted with myself. I know what's best for me. Mm. Mm. That's a good answer. And I, and I can can appreciate the the visuals that you are painting honey because just thinking about um food it's it, it offers a new way to think about food it almost uh it almost makes it more humanitarian in a way it, it humanizes it because you're thinking about something receiving a particular vibration of energy so how is it being treated exactly you know? How is it being treated? So, so that's very, very helpful. And so I'm, I'm curious, what, what else would you say to someone who is just learning about these things for the very first time? And, and I will preface what you're saying by saying this, I did spiritual work for well over 10 years before I was awakened to the power and the um, the evolution that I would experience from eating differently. I was doing the work for, for over 10 years. And might I also add that I grew up in a household where my mom would read every label before she brought something inside the house. I mean, sis, sis didn't play when it came to her herbs. You know, it, everyone knows that my mom is a Caribbean woman. And so she was very adamant about not polluting our bodies with Babylon's, you know, in, in, intentional foods, you know, with all the pesticides and everything else. And I remember being a little girl, my mom used to buy this milk and they don't even have this milk before, baby. She used to buy that Eden soy milk. That was way before silk hit the streets. We had Eden to the soy, okay? And it was such a different dynamic from my friends. We weren't even allowed to eat white bread. My mom would not buy white bread in the house. It was not allowed, okay? So there's so much of my foundations that already geared me for a life of vegetarianism or veganism, but I didn't even understand the significance of it until uh, just about a year ago. And so... If it took me that long, having my foundations that were pretty holistic, then I can only imagine what it has taken for uh, sisters who grew up, you know, in a family that was going to collard green and bust down some cornbread with extra, extra butter or, you know, have some little Johnny cakes or whatever. I can only imagine. So what would you say to the, the sister who's listening right now, who's like, this is a lot of information. Um, like, th this is so much information. Like, what do I, what do, I do? <laughs> well, um, at first I would say be patient with yourself. Mm. Because it's not an overnight process. And you don't want, like, whenever we do something really fast in a haste, we always end up going back because we usually never get to, like, the underlying traumas or what's there that cause us to do a certain thing. So um, I would say be patient with yourself, too educate yourself. I look back at my journey and it came, it didn't happen overnight. It happened through a series of events. So 
you know, I had an awakening or you're just like, oh, there's an aha. Then I'm like, okay, let me watch Fat, Sick and Nearly Dead. Like, hmm, you know what? That resonates. That makes sense, you know, because mm-hmm. I put my dad, you know, in the Nation of Islam. So there's, you know, I every, you know, they were doing CKLS, New God Body Products, you know, colon, kidney, liver, split. So I knew about cleansing. And my, uh, my stepmother, she was meditating and she had her crystals. So even for me on my path, I understand that it was not... Although the foundation was laid, I just had to be, I just had to meet the vibration, just be, be ready to be like, okay, this is going to be my walk, you know, but it was already laid for me. Most of the and for those who it was not laid for them, well, you've seen everything not to do and you're seeing what it's, you know, you're seeing how it's not working and you've been drawn to, whether it's a, my video or someone's video that's giving you some proper education or just showing you a different way of thinking and showing you really how your body works. And then you just have to come to, then it's a decision needs to be made. You know, the willpower has to be activated. Solar plexus as in, okay, I'm going to choose to live differently or I'm going to keep doing the same thing. That, that, that just comes to choice, you know? Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's harder for some, we know that it's harder for, you know, it, for me, it's harder for me to do certain things than it is for some skinny girls. Like I hips and booty. So just certain things just, you know, I have to make certain decisions, you know, we all have different decisions we have to make in life. And so, you know, it just comes down to, it comes down to choice. And yes, I understand that it is harder for some, but you know, at the end of the day, the choice still has to be made. Are we going to choose a life that's high vibrational and living? Are we going to choose to a life that not, it might not kill us, but it definitely is not the best quality of life we could be living. Right. 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 And, um, there's so much, there's just, you, we're supposed to be closing out, but you, you just, I feel like you're trying to take us back in the vortex Um, because there's so much that you said that um, really resonates and, and really is impactful because it's really a, um, a deeply centered and deeply aligned viewpoint and understanding of what it means to truly love yourself, you know? Mm-hmm. When you when you are truly loving yourself, you are not polluting your body, you are not polluting your mind, and you're not polluting your spirit. This is this is a holistic process. This is holistic. We don't just have the responsibility of this portal that we came in. We have the responsibility of all elements of ourselves. Enjoying Rise of the Divine Feminine podcast. Awesome. Take your journey even further by downloading my new book, Goddess Awakening, Rise of the Divine Feminine, now available on Amazon and Audible. You can listen in your car, while you're working out, or even while you're running errands. Download Goddess Awakening, Divine Feminine Rise now. So it's, it's so beautiful to hear you affirm that because in the past, if you had talked to me five years ago, cause I watched fat, sick and, and dead near, uh, nearly dead as well in 2011. And I went from 220 pounds to about 160, maybe 150. And so that, that documentary really resonated with me, but there was no connection with spiritual component in that. Like we were all, we were all just like, dang, I'm going to lose some weight. Like I, like I, I have not been healthy. I'm, I'm sick. 
you know? And so there was, I didn't have any concept or understanding, understanding that there was a, a spiritual component to eating. So I thank you for explaining that and for breaking that down for all of us. Um, you were going to say something else? Um, I was going to say that, uh, oh, with fat, well, you know, you have to, some things they're not like, they'll get you on the physical, like that's what it is. But the fit, like I meet people, they say meet people where they're at. Even sometimes I meet people where they're at. Um, although if it's too low, I, I can't meet you there. But what I can do is give you some tools for where you're at. And mm -hmm. fat nearly dead is a really good tool. Like, okay, great. People will get the uh, juicing. I can do that and I can lose weight. Okay. And that generally will lead to, um, cause if you're releasing weight, you're also going to be releasing waste and you're also that means that some emotional things are going to come up that even cause you to put on the weight and so to like you're actually going to be able to pro like those emotions are going to get processed and so sometimes people have a hard time dealing with it so they go back to what doing the same thing and so but that's a good gateway in okay great now that we've got the vanity metrics okay now let's get to this internal piece everybody's not ready some people just want to do it for the outside and that's totally fine you know right right but, there are some who are like, okay, great. Now that I got that off of me, like I'm seeing there's some other things that are here that need to be addressed and I'm ready to dive deeper. I know. Mean. Like I said, the food, that's their stomach is the first brain. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Which your nervous system sends messages throughout the entire body. So um, when you can get, uh, you know, even we just get in tune with that. It doesn't mean that it's going to be an overnight miracle process. But even as when I started, even my journey, I think my mom, like, you know, we used to have lays, all that. And I got to a point where I didn't want Lay's anymore. So let me get a healthier brand of potato chips. I don't want those cookies anymore because I don't like the way they taste. They taste like chemicals. I'm going to get a healthier version. I just started to replace certain things. And then I got to a point to where I just didn't have them at all. And then sometimes if I want to have a cookie, you know what? I want a cookie today. That's okay. But I don't have to buy them like weekly. Like, okay, I got my chips. I got my cookies. I got my snacks. I don't have my weekly things that I buy. I just be like, oh, you know what? Actually, I want some crackers. Let me get some because I want them. Not because... I'm craving them or because I'm trying to nurse these emotions that I'm not ready or these traumas that I'm not ready to unpack it or that I don't know how to unpack. So, um, which that's a whole other show. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and it, it really is. Cause I, I, um, I was in a, a circle a, a sister circle and talked about how, when we were detoxing, hey, baby, I got struck with, with a, a bolt of eat those Doritos right now. And I was in Tanzania, you know, Tanzania does not have laced potato chips. And when I was in Tanzania, I'm like, okay, uh, I need to order some chips. I need to get some chips here. So when I get struck like this, I have some, it just turns, just so happens that um, somebody had some and, and I was able, a repat had some, I was able to get them. And I was about to open that bag. I was about to dive in and take a chip and it just, it hit me. I said, wait a minute. Is this an emotional, is this is an emotional craving. Is there an emotion? What, what emotion am I avoiding? What am I trying not to feel right now? I just went through a whole process and just checked myself in that moment. Like, hold on, it's chips. So I, I must be angry because every time, you know, it's, there's a, it's crunchy or if you have a crunchy craving, it is associated with anger and sweets craving our sweet cravings are associated with comfort so there's so much to learn and so much to know tell the people tell the good people who are listening the thousands and thousands who are in the podcast waves you know just kind of tuning in right now tell them how they can 
learn more about you, get in touch with you, ask you a question, sign up for some services, elevate their vibration, tell them how to get at you. All right. Now, well, first and foremost, that you know, we gave me that other. We gave, you gave me such a beautiful intro. I was, you know, I felt like I was walking out on the stage. I felt like, you know, I was you are and and are, you know. And so, so first and foremost, yes, I am Chef Amir, the food alchemist, and um, women executives. Through that, this this is this is my primary. I'll say my 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 sector that. I mostly serve, I serve everybody, but generally women executives and entrepreneurs who are tired of running on empty mm-hmm. and who turn to my customized whole food remedies to fuel their souls, clear away low energy vibrations and open up their bodies and bank accounts for more abundance. I am your girl. So mm-hmm. how do you find me? You will go to um, chefamira.com. That's www.chefameera.com. Or you can go to Instagram as well, you know, depending on, you never know what's going on in the Instagram world, but I'm there too, at Chef Amira. And I'm also on Twitter, but generally that's how you're going to find me. That's going to be. (laughs) I'm the same way with Twitter, sis. I'm the same exact way. So thank you. Go ahead, go ahead. No, 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 no. I was going to say I'm I'm there. I just, you know, not always there. Same. Okay. Same. You, you, you feel me? So thank you so much for joining us. This was such a wonderful treat. I so appreciate you showing up on, on this for this podcast episode on intuitive eating. I am Goddess Queen Jamila Osset, Goddess Queen Jaas, and it has been such a pleasure being with you here today. I will see you soon, and I am wishing you all of the Goddess blessings. You are now listening to Rise of the Divine Feminine Podcast, brought to you by FreeTheFeminine.com. Wow. Chef Amira came with the drip today. I'm so grateful for her showing up. Um, Chef Amira is my sister, my friend, um, a huge inspiration for anyone who is really looking to define for them what it means to create a standard for healthy living and for healthy eating. So I hope you learned a lot today about intuitive eating and how you can actually implement it into your life. One thing that she said and that she really stressed is how important it is to just ask the questions that you need to know from your spirit team in terms of finding out what direction you should go in. So if there's someone that you've been following on YouTube or someone that you've been looking at on Instagram, if there is something that resonates with you, trust it, know that it's real. I love you, I'm rooting for you, thank you, peace.